Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 275. Claire, I was looking at the new app that I use for my podcast, and we've actually recorded 317 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. So you should feel really proud of that. We've actually surpassed 300, which, you know, we should have done like a 300 episode. Do you think we would do a 300 episode party? Yeah, duh. I know. They're so fun. They are so fun. So if we're at 275... 275 like official weekly episodes mm-hmm. plus another what would that be 30-ish 40-ish right bonus Bonuses. episodes so if there. we do uh in 25 weeks what is that going to put you out since I know you're like 25 you have weeks in your head because you're pregnant yeah <laughs> I have eight I have like 18 to 20 more weeks to go being okay. pregnant so that so, was right on the due date <laughs> I mean, 25 weeks. I'll be five weeks postpartum. That's fine. Oh, I thought you said 18 to... Okay, sorry. How many more weeks do you have left? 18 to 20. So oh, I'm 18 22. to 20. Okay. Well, like, it'll be like more like 17 to 21. Because by the time that this comes out, I'll be almost 23 weeks. Okay. Like, and clock so, is ticking. So you can't... You know, it's so funny. Like, I love hearing pregnant women talk about, like, timelines. Because it's always, like, weeks and days and, like, minutes Yeah, because you know. You're, like, you're, you're living like, your life by the week. Is, yeah, exactly. Tell, yep. Talk about your app that's, like, about... Your, oh, your yeah. baby's the I size. Cute. So there are a million bazillion pregnancy apps. The one I use is called Ovia, O-V-I-A. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry. Every time you say that, I cannot help myself but quote the movie from uh, Legally Blonde when they're sitting there and doing introductions. And one of the chicks is like, no, no, no. This is at the party. She's like arguing with one of the professors. She's like, Ovester. Yeah. I'm trying to get it from called from semester to Ovester. Yeah, it's but I mean this is you know legit has to do with the ovaries. So I know. Oh, yeah. It's so um, great. And uh one of like there are a couple different options you can do of which how your baby is measured throughout the weeks. And it's really common to have like food or fruit or something where it's like your baby's the size of an avocado. And this one has a French pastry option, which I love. It's like your baby is the size of a croissant. I'm like, yes, this is the best. Yeah. Because and it's not cheesy like, either, which I appreciate. You've been eating all the carbs because that's just carbs. all you can t- handle Love right them. now. Yes. Carbs are only the only thing I can carbs. handle right now. Um, yeah. On an all-carb diet. Yeah. I hope everyone liked the Mean Girls episode, by the way. I know. That was so much fun to record. <laughs> I feel like it went over pretty well. Yeah. We had done – we had talked about doing that for so long. And it was so fun to get to do it with Julie, too. Yes. Like, I'm so glad that worked out. It was perfect. We recorded oh, it like an hour we went to the – we left for the airport and it was like yeah. perfect timing. So hope everyone Wait, enjoyed that. Um, we yes. have to just make that an annual thing. We totally should. That would be funny. Or we should do it like every season with like a different movie. Like a, we should do a Christmas yeah. movie. Oh, one that's and... a good idea. What are your favorite Christmas movies? Oh my gosh. Good question. Uh, I love the Polar Express. That's uh-huh. not really like a cult classic. See, I've though. never just... seen that movie. I mean, it's a kid's movie. Like okay. it's definitely not you know, like a crossover where you're like, oh, like it's definitely a kid's movie, okay. but it's really sweet. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Tom Hanks is like the main character, Tom Hanks' voice. And yeah. It looks adorable. It's adorable. Um, Elf. Oh my gosh. That would be love so Elf. fun to do an Elf That would be cap. fun to talk about Elf. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Um, yeah. I love Anyways. Christmas Vacation. That's a, a huge movie in my family. I mean, like My brother obviously. and I quote it all the time. 
So good. So good. Okay. Um, I don't even know how we got on that tent. Oh, movies and recaps. Movies. So we may have to do that. Yeah. Yes. So thank you to everyone who uh, chimed in on, on Mean Girls Day. Not only was it a Wednesday, but it was Mean Girls Day. It was just like yes. an all around lovely It felt like our birthday. Like that's holiday. the type of like how many tag posts we were getting tagged totally. in. Totally. Happy New Year. Everyone was sending us stuff. I so have fun. to say Zach from the Happy Lawyers Project, or sorry, Happy oh Lawyers gosh. Podcast, right? No, yeah. I always confuse this. Isn't it Lift Like Lawyers? I confuse like the lawyers. Happy Lawyers. I'm sorry, Zach. Excuse me. Lift Like Lawyers podcast. I know there's a Happy Lawyers project somewhere. <laughs> but he sent us a photo of him in his pink shirt with his tie. And I was like, you're the best person ever. It's so great. Yes. We loved it. So yeah. thank you for making us feel like it was our birthday, even though it was like Mean Girls Day. Yep. And then Aaron Samuels came out with a freaking cookbook. And I was like, Okay, which also I thank you everyone for tagging us and that you may stop tagging us in yes, it. Yes, we do. We are we, aware. We are aware. We are also aware of the Trump photo of like his poster being hung up kind of like the burn book yeah, photo. The We're fugly, very aware of that. Yeah, do not trust him. Um also if you have not seen the remix of the Jingle Bell Rock video where <gasps> they edit Lindsay Lohan dancing in Mykonos into that scene where they're doing the talent show. It's so funny. You ha- It's on our Facebook so page. You have to go find it. You posted that late at night and I'm like in yeah. bed already. And I woke up and I was laughing so it's, hard. It's I was really like what crying. the world needs right now is, the, is Lindsay in a silver rayon jumpsuit being edited into the Jingle Bell Rock dance. If you guys haven't seen it, go to our Facebook page immediately. It's, it's going to make your day. It's like perfect because she does like the hair whip. Yeah. And <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh my god. What, did, what was your caption? You said something like it's like this we, is the remix we've, we've all been waiting, waiting for because it's like the most <laughs> It really Ooh, is. Okay. So, we've we it's been a while since we've caught up. We haven't really recorded a Joy and Claire episode since um like I think like but, right, like, right after pro- like right after the games because then we did mm-hmm. camp timeout. Justin for Morning Chalk, Chalk Up, Arm and Hammer, Laura, Laura Lagos, Greg Glassman. And we got, I mean, all oh, yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, Greg. Oh, you know, Greg. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we've even recapped the whole Greg episode. Like, that was just so much no. fun. Oh, that, that was, was so much fun. fun. We feel so lucky that he reached out to us. And um, I know this, like, totally sounds like hashtag humble brag. Rest in peace, Harris Whittles. But, um, like, that was just such a fun experience. Like, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It was, like hands down, one of the best experiences, Claire and I were like, are you kidding me? This is happening right now. And one of my favorite quotes from the day from you was when we were on the flight back and Claire just turns to me and she goes, it hasn't even been a day and I'm already used to this. (laughs) Just jumping on a plane. The first time when we took off the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was like taking a video with my phone. By the time we took off to come back, I was like, this is already my standard now. (laughs) Okay, this is this is, this just is what my we life do now. now. So this is what we do now. Like we just yeah. landed in Sonoma and picked up Sandy. Um, right. You know, like oh, we're just gonna pick up Sandy. Okay, yeah, yeah it was no just point. so fun. Oh yeah, so it was good. really fun. Uh, um, so yeah, a lot of people asked. We asked for, for some Q and A questions. A lot of people just asked for like general life updates. So let's let's give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Uh, you've been feeling okay. You're, I've been getting you're better. eating normally now, kind I of, sort of. Say normally. <laughs> Have I, you graduated from saltines and like I've, on your yes, dresser? Yes, I've graduated from crackers and cream cheese, and I now am eating pretty much exclusively soup, mm-hmm. 
which is great. It's a good time of year to only want to eat soup. There's some soup cooking upstairs right now. I can smell the garlic. I'm making oh a carrot, God. tomato, coconut um, bisque. All I think of is that soup that you ordered when we were in Truckee. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was like a. Was it was, so I basically ended up inadvertently going on a tomato soup tour of Truckee, <laughs> and because I just wanted tomato soup the whole time, and I just like went with it. And the soup I got was a tomato soup, but it had like a puff pastry lid on it, the way like a pot pie has a puff pastry lid on it, uh-huh. and it was really yeah, fantastic. that looked amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so you've graduated and you can now eat normal things ish. Now, soup yeah, is, I'm getting soup there. Is I can eat soup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so good. That's great. All right. Um, other than that. You're feeling healthy. We've had a big month. Yeah. Uh, Brandon started a new job. He got a job at in the cardiac unit at a hospital in town. And um, he's working days, which is amazing. We really never thought he would get a day shift job right off of, you know, as his first. Yeah, that's really good. Position. It's really unusual. Um, or not unusual, but, you know, it's. it's Not common. It's not common. Yeah. Um, it's like, and, you have to usually pay your dues. Like, like in, like right. in therapy world, you have to work at a residential treatment facility before you actually do like graduate to a practice. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was actually for nurses. It's probably like overnights is the standard. You have to, well, <laughs> yeah. and also a lot of people say like, you know, less happens at night. And so it makes more sense as oh, a new grad yeah, yeah, yeah. for you to work nights because like patients are sleeping. There's a little bit less going on. Um, because of that, you typically have more patients that are on like your load. But actually, one of the reasons that he got a day shift job was because they had just hired a couple other new grads on tonight and they didn't want like nothing but new grads on their night crew. So it actually worked out really well in his favor. Um, And then Miles started at a new preschool, which we're loving and he loves. Um, He, yeah, it's just so crunchy, but it's so so great. It's a Waldorf school. If any of you guys are out there familiar with Waldorf, we love it. Um, and he's really doing well. What is a Waldorf school? So Waldorf, it's just a similar, it's just like the the methodology. Oh, okay. So it's, it would be the same thing as saying like, it's not the same as Montessori, but it's say, like, is it like um, Montessori. Okay. It, it's sort I mean, it's similar to Montessori in that it's still very like child led. Like they kind of get to decide a little bit more what they want to do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But the underlying beliefs are really different. Okay. Where from Montessori, anyway. Um, but he really likes it. It's really much closer to our house. His teacher is wonderful. It's so so crunchy. Uh, but yeah, right, like in the and best then he's way. Be in the best way. And then he's going to be three at the oh end of this month. My gosh, I know. And then you're turning thirty-one in November. You know. So his birthday is the end of October. Yeah, and my birthday is end of November. End of November. Yeah. So his is October twenty-fifth, and mine is November twenty-sixth. So that's exciting. Do you have any birthday plans? No, that's no. so far away. I know. <laughs> I don't do like, I'm not as big into my birthday as you are. Okay. Into your birthday. <laughs> we'll probably do something. Yeah. I just remember like, I, I mean, I was into my birthday. I think the reason I've never really gotten that into it is because we're growing up. It was always over like Thanksgiving break. Yeah. And so it's kind I of always felt bad for people who either had their birthdays in the summer because then you couldn't celebrate mm-hmm. at school. And the big thing, did you do this in junior high and high school where like on your birthday? You your locker. Yeah. And like everyone brings you presents or balloons or like your friend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. In junior high, one of my first group of friends like woke me up. Like the big thing in, in junior high was to wake you up at like 5 a.m. and take you to breakfast in your pajamas. Oh, cute. It was really cute. 
And I thought, yeah, we didn't like, I, I felt never, very loved. Um, but yeah, that. like in during school year, you got, you were able to like, yeah, like celebrate at school. It's yeah, fun. celebrate at school. And then also during yeah. the holidays where you're kind of like, oh, here's a Christmas and birthday present. You're like, well, right. this sucks. So I'm removed far enough from Christmas that I didn't really have to worry about that usually. Sure. But my, the year I was born, I was born on Thanksgiving. And the date of Thanksgiving, as you know, changes yeah. every year. Yeah. But my birthday tends to be that week. Um, and so it's unusual. It was unusual for me to have school on my birthday. So I just kind of always was like, yeah, it happened. Like, it was fine. Yeah. And we, don't get me wrong, like, I did some fun stuff as a kid for my birthday. And we always had birthday parties and things. But um, I just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't feel like it's a big deal. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, at least have some cake and blow out a candle. I will. Okay. I'll probably, yeah, have some, some something. Maybe some soup. Okay, great. <laughs> put a candle in your soup. Ooh, just I'll just get like one of those little floating tea lights. <laughs> that would be great. I'm literally gonna do that. Tea light soup. Happy like you know birthday. those floating like candles that they put in. You're like you can put in a fountain or something. I'm totally. Do you like a lotus flower lit up? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Birthday soup. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. How, what's new with you? How's your so? Talk about your marathon training too, because a lot of people asked. A lot of people asked about that, and you guys, it's like four weeks away. The countdown has started. Um, I feel great. I wish I had some exciting news for you. I've been running a lot. I'd say starting in September, like the first, I've been running a lot more. Like I've been ramping up since the summer, but like starting in September, I was like, all right, it's go time. I really have to follow this plan. So I've been doing the active marathon training plan. I post about it all the time on our Insta stories. If you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's an eight-week marathon training plan, and I decided to do this uh, through Aptiv just because it was a good fit for me. I like the trainer. She's It's a really smart training program, so it's a lot of tempo runs, intervals, and then long distances. And so I've been feeling good. I think like the past month I've been doing this whole like him and Han and like, oh, I think I'm going to do it. Oh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, I think I'm going to do it. And uh then Scott booked the flight and the hotel and I was like, I got to do this. Like I have to start saying I am going to do this. I will do this and like change my mindset. And I think that's probably like the biggest takeaway that I've been learning is like this whole race has been so much of like remembering how much of a mental game it is. Um, whereas like in my twenties running was like, your body's probably going to just make it by default because you're 20 in your twenties and you're like less prone to injury. At least I was. Um, and I was think, talking about this to Scott the other day. I was like, back in the day when I was in my 20s, I had zero gear to run with. Zero gear. Like, I didn't really probably wear good clothes. I didn't have anything to listen to. I listened to, like, one of those little MP3 players with, like, a tape deck. Um, and I would just go and run for, like, two or three hours at a time. Kadre, you're so didn't, old. Didn't log my miles. Yeah, I know. I was like, I used a ticker with some sticks. Um I just would like run for two, three hours. I don't even know how long I ran. I don't know if I ran 10 miles. You know what I mean? So it's like so funny because now I have so much more data, but it's super helpful. Like getting on MapQuest and trying to figure out. Totally. And now it's just like I can look at my watch and be like, oh, I have one more mile to go. Um, But it's been, it's been good. So yesterday I ran uh, 11 miles. It was like a long training day. And it felt fine. Like I just, I put on a podcast. I, I, I just, I've been following the program as much as I can, but like realizing more and more how much of a mental game it is and that I can't really compare it, compare it to how I did it in my twenties because 
it was just like, it's just, it feels different, but I'm feeling better. Like I feel like I'm the tempo runs and then the interval training and like the whole program is just making me feel good. Like I'm just not training by going like, Oh, I'm going to go run for two and three hours and just pound pavement. Um, so that's been good. I've been doing a lot of recovery. I got a CBD massage the other day, which was fantastic. Oh my God. Uh, so we have this so awesome spot. What does that even mean? Was it like, do they use CBD lotion? Yeah, or they what? use like CBD oil, like massage they oil. They were just like vaping around you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fairies come out of the walls and like give you vape pens. Oh different. my God. <laughs> that's a different type of massage. That's what they do at Burning Man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, somebody who's actually been to Burning Man is going to totally hate me for saying that. Oh my that's gosh. That's what I imagine happens that's, in Burning Man. That's totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh that no. Okay, so anyway, funny. so it was not um, like that. It was definitely not like that. So, but I I think I've told you this before. Like, I don't love massages. Like, my my go-to will either be a pedicure or a facial. Um, I just don't feel like massages do much for me. I'm just kind of like, eh. And then I also get really tired. So I'm always afraid of falling asleep and then getting too relaxed. And then I'm like, then I don't really feel anything. So massages are just like not my jam. But this girl at this spa was fantastic fantastic and I just felt so good she was a really good masseuse um if you guys are in the Denver area it's at a new spirit spa um near Sloan's Lake and her name's Brittany highly recommend CBD CBD massage I got it the um during the evening like at five so I was able to just go home and go right to bed that night and it was just like oh I slept so well it was great so I plan to do more of that um and just kind of being more aware of recovery and whatnot and so it's good it's just I totally have to go into run like long runs now I can't think about how long it's going to be I do have to play the numbers game like I have to start and I just have to go all right just think about how you feel in the middle of this like just think about that like don't think about starting because the starting piece I'm like oh how long am I gonna have to run today um and I signed up for this so I'm just like yeah, working that always it. happens to me right I'll run for like 10 minutes and I'm like oh not okay don't get me wrong I don't run yeah in the past when I would try to like be like, I'm going to go for a run. I'd run for like two minutes and be like, oh my God, it's only been two minutes. Yes. I'm going to be out here forever. Yeah. But the nice thing about the active training plan too is like she really teaches you kind of how to break it down and play mental games with, with yourself so you're not like going crazy. Because at this point I'm like, yeah, I, this is going to be really hard. But I, I, there's a lot of reasons why I'm doing it because of that. To like push through and do some different mental stuff. And I've noticed that I've like been more... Um, I've been thinking more about like doing meditation, which is like not ever my jam. I'm always kind of like, I don't have time for that. But um, so that's, it's been cool. I'm excited for it. And Scott got us tickets to Mean Girls, the musical, uh, the day before the marathon. So jealous. I know. (laughs) I'm really excited. And I'm like, how can I sneak out there and take Scott's ticket? Yeah, you probably should. Just like, I just show up while you guys are in line and be like, hey, surprise, Scott, you're cool with this, right? You're like, Scott, oh, look, there's Eddie Vedder. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I swear I just saw him. I don't even know what he looks like, but I'm pretty sure he's over there. <laughs> Where? <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, oh Scott, I, I found a, a shoe shop down the road. It's selling oh, yeah, really Scott. vintage, one Nikes. of a kind Nikes at down the road. Oh man, but they open right when the show starts. It's such oh, a bummer. Too bad. I'll just hold your place for a while. I'll just sit and I'll warm your seat for you. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. And we saw Dear Evan Hansen. That was really good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a great show. Highly recommend. Okay. So do you want to get into some Q&As, other Q&As, things that we want to cover? Yeah. So we asked for Q&As or we asked for questions from you guys. And so one thing that we kind of wanted to start with was we got a lot of questions and a lot of responses 
and even a couple of emails asking us about our experience in Tahoe. And I think, and you know, we've, if you guys are following us on social media, we were in Tahoe, um, last weekend now, two weeks ago, Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. um, the guys from the podcast mind pump. If you guys don't follow them, we've been on their show. They've been on our show. Um, we are pretty good friends with those guys and they invited us to be a part of this podcaster summit that they called hashtag podcast hard, which I have to say the hashtag part like that. Cause it just makes me laugh. Hashtag podcast hard. Hashtag uh, podcast hard. And it basically the um, impetus behind this was that a couple years ago they had done like a podcast about the Spartan race and they felt like, you know, this would be so much more valuable if podcasters were interviewing other podcasters. Cause like, that's really how you grow your audience. And that's really, you know, it's just easier to, it, it really truly is easier to interview other people who podcast because mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, they just jump in they just talk a lot. It was yeah. great. It was great. And um, we met some great part, people. My, I think totally one of my did. favorite people, I love him so much is Matt Vincent, Matthew Vincent. I love you so like, much. I just, I have, like, he's such a good person. And yeah. so we saw him every morning at the Truckee coffee shop that we went to um, because we all were staying in Truckee. So there's like one really awesome coffee shop. So he was there every morning. And so we just got to know him really well um, mm-hmm. in addition to podcasting with him. But I was just like, I could just be your, I could be your friend. Like, you are someone I would text I would- when I'm stressed out. I mean, are we not friends? I mean, now? friends, but like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. Right. I'm not I trying like, to, you know what I'm saying? Like there's you're, people yeah, where you're life. just like, I, if I just need to vent about something like CrossFit related or like a friend related thing, I would definitely like get your advice as a dude. Right. Totally. You know? So, um, we, it was just an, an interesting like kind of concept for an event. It's not, not the type of thing we had been to before. And yeah, I don't think like many, there's a lot of events that do stuff like this. Yeah. No. Um, and we also were some of the only women. So it was Joy and I, Julie Bauer from Paleo MG, who we actually stayed with in the same Airbnb, which was like just the most fun thing ever. That was so ever. fun. That was so yeah. fun. And then Christina Rice, who is a like health and wellness blogger mm-hmm. um, who lives in LA. And then everybody else were guys. And not and not only that, but like guys who are from very like stereotypically bro-y backgrounds, like strong men, athletes, bodybuilders, you know, these big, physically very big, physically very big, a lot of Um, beards, a lot of tats, a lot of big guys. Yeah. And you know, you're reading the bios and you're like, what? Like never in my life would I be like, you know who I want to talk to? Like a, you know, the world champion Highlands game thrower. (laughs) Yeah. And then we end up like, yeah. And then we sit down with him him and we're like, oh my gosh, you were, which was really cool too, because I know Adam worked really hard to like put his schedule together. Cause I was talking to him one day and he's like, you know, I really, Adam from mind pump. He's like, I really wanted to put a schedule together where you guys were really challenged as interviewers to find a common ground where normally you wouldn't be able to talk to someone or you wouldn't think to talk to someone or that you would have any common ground. Um, totally. Because at so, first my inclination, I was like a little intimidated going in. Cause like, Oh my gosh, like these guys are probably like, I always assume that guys like that are going to be like, ah, we don't want to talk to these girls. Like I always assume that because I just feel, I don't know, maybe that's just projected on my part, but I love that he was like, yeah, I just wanted to put people together that it was more challenging to kind of find conversation or, or you had differing opinions about things and then you would kind of have to talk about it. So that was kind of the, the formula, which I think was really cool. Cause then a lot of people got to know each other and you got to make friends with people you normally would never, never think to be friends with. 
Yeah. And like we talked to Ben Pakulski, who's like this world famous bodybuilder about marriage and like being a dad and just stuff that, you know, like I also would super hope. super zen after like doing right. all this weightlifting. Yeah. And so like stuff that I also would hope was interesting for them to talk about that maybe they don't get as like a interviewee <laughs> asked that much because they're kind of, they also are kind of always yeah. in the same types of podcasts. Or like who did, who were we talking to or someone we we're like just totally talking about periods and people were coming in and out taking photos while we were podcasting. And one of the mind pump producers like walked in right as we were just talking like full on period talk. And we're, we're like, ta- both Christina and Julie. <laughs> and then Julie, we like really got it. Oh yeah. Good. Oh my gosh. We had to, yeah, we had really good conversations. That episode was, that be was, that was a lot of fun. Mess. That was so fun. Um, so anyway, <laughs> All of that to say that um, we had a really great weekend, and I think overall everyone had a really good, you know, really positive things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, Julie Bauer had a podcast where she talked about her experience at the event as well, and she had a really uncomfortable experience, um, specifically kind of at the after party. Mm-hmm. But throughout the weekend, I think f- just really felt like, man, this is a really broy atmosphere. Had a hard time, just had a hard time with that, mm-hmm. and. A lot of people ask us, like, you know, did you have a similar experience? Can you weigh in on that? And I think really what it comes down to is, honestly, we didn't necessarily have a similar experience. However, it definitely was a male-dominated weekend. Like, we're in a male-dominated space. It's impossible to not I mean, not we had a lot of conversations that. with them about that, too. We're like, this is yeah. very male-dominated. and it's, um, it's impossible to not feel that when you're in it. Yeah, when you're in it. And so I think, and, like, yeah. yeah. But I think the the reason people are asking us too is like, did you have that same experience? Part of me is like, like, why would you ask, did we have a similar experience? It's like her experience was her experience. We wanted to talk about Julie's experience and basically say like, we didn't get, you know, we didn't feel uncomfortable in the way that she did. Well, and I but, would also say people need to listen to that episode because totally. she was very honest and real and raw and she spoke yes. the truth. And I think that that is the most... like. I think so that's what I, I was a little bothered by people being like, well, how was your experience? Cause it's like, I, right. I, like, we're not comparing so, experiences here. Like no. it's her experience. She had an experience that was really uncomfortable for her. And I think yeah. that's really important that people hear someone speaking their truth and someone having feelings around it. And like, that and was, think, that was really important yeah. to me is like, I could hear her voice and I could hear how upset she was um, talking about it. It was so hard for her to talk about it. And I was like, about. I texted her. I was like, I'm so proud of you for, for just being honest. Um, well, and because so it's what clearly I was hard like, for you. Yeah. Like whatever our experience was does not exactly. add to or take away from what Julie's experience was. And Nobody else gets to decide whether or not Julie, quote unquote, gets to feel the way that she does. Like, it is up to nobody but Julie about how to react in that situation. You know, when we, we like, definitely we all talked that whole weekend and we even talked with a lot of the guys about it, about like, yeah, this, you know, this is a male dominated space. And when you are a female in a male dominated space, it's, you feel that. And, you know, like, once again, you're sitting in an interview with someone and, and they say, well, you know, I just think everyone should get punched in the face once in their life. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that's definitely not something that I usually think about. <laughs> and, but like, it was, you know, it was that kind of, and like we podcasted in a room that had an eggplant emoji picture taped to the outside of the door, <laughs> like just stuff like that, where if you are used to that stuff, you probably would never think twice about it. But when you feel a little bit, I don't want to say like an outsider, but like when you feel like this is not your normal space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely more sensitive to it. And yeah. I think that that brought about just already that feeling of like 
I'm not a hundred, maybe not a hundred percent comfortable in this situation in this moment. And then adding on top of that, some uncomfortable, some additional uncomfortable comments. Yeah. And guys, it's been a hard couple weeks. It's been a to hard women. year. It's been a hard couple years. It's been a hard couple years. It's and especially like with the whole Kavanaugh thing and the whole Dr. You know, Kavanaugh yeah, like, and Dr. Like, Ford. And okay. So that just was all happening all of while the, we were yeah. in Tahoe. We, and- we had really good conversations with the three of us. Yeah. We had some really good conversations with the three of us about this of just like what like the state of the world of what was going on over the weekend. And I don't think any of us can like really we can't compartmentalize this shit sometimes. And so it's hard because like on the one hand, you know, we talk a lot about this, like Brene Brown quote or Brene Brown um, concept. Like you don't want to talk about stuff when it's still raw because it's uncomfortable for you and it's uncomfortable to listen to. And it's Mm -hmm. not helpful. Mm -hmm. If you're still processing it, it it tends to not be that helpful to, to like air it out Mm -hmm. to, you know, make it public. But at the same time, like this is life and you have to react to things as they happen and you can't always tie them up in a bow before you talk about them. Right. And I just think I don't want to, by any means to like downgrade Julia's experience in that climate and say like, Oh, she only felt that way because we, you know, all had raw nerves from what was happening. No, because and it's because it wasn't just, it's not just that. It's like the world that we live in. Well, I, and my response to anything, anything that a woman says um, with the climate right now is it's not up for discussion. Completely. It's not up and for I think discussion. It's like, not up it's, for discussion. You have, you cannot it's discuss It's not up this. to you what it's they're not up to you. it. And I think that's the problem with like the quote unquote believe woman, believe women slogan. It's like, it's not up to you whether or not to believe them, us. Like, you don't get to decide whether or not to believe us. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to support us and say, I'm sorry you had that experience. How can I help? Exactly. Or I'm sorry you had that experience. Tell me more. Right. Tell me more. Tell me me more. And like, let me understand, you know. I'm here for you. And even like, you could have been standing in the same conversation with a woman, heard the same exact comment and not had the reaction that she did. And if she, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter if, if that was her honest, genuine reaction, then your response, whether you're a female friend or a male friend or whoever should be, I'm sorry that, 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 that's how, you know, that you've had that experience. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And how can I understand what you were feeling in that moment? How can I understand the context of why that affected you? So that maybe down the road, I can you know, support you more in that moment. If it happens again, I can know not to make similar comments or I can know, you know, just kind of like what to be more aware of. And I think that that goes just as much for women as for men, because we see it with women too, who are like, Oh, she's just being like, Oh, she's just overreacting. Or like, Oh, like she just should have, you know, done X, Y, Z. And it's, yeah, everyone's worse when it comes from women. It's worse when it comes from women, yeah. <laughs> and when women are like, well, she should have just done act, like, yeah. well, why was she wearing that then? Well, yeah. why didn't she just say something? It's like yeah. in that moment also, you don't always have the wherewithal to be like, okay, stop. That doesn't feel good when you say that. Mm-hmm. It sometimes it like takes a little while and you get home that night and you're like, you know what? Actually, like that wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly and I think that's what a lot of women yeah. are just kind of resonating with right now because I know that you know, no matter what truth you're speaking, it doesn't matter like what scenario we're in right now. We're just speaking a truth. And I think when women are starting to speak a truth, it's hitting a nerve. There's a lot going on in the world right now. 
I'm getting stirred up. You know, there's things that I'm thinking of now that I'm like, whoa, huh? Back in my 20s when whatever happened, like that's really coming up for me now. So I think like if it's reverberating with a lot of women right now, like you're not alone. And I think that at the end of all of this conversation of like what we're talking about here, it's like women who are speaking a truth that's scary to talk about. That's it. And and yep. it's not up for discussion. It's not up for debate. It's not totally. up for debate. <laughs> yeah. That's... And I think, it, you know, in the context of, once again, it doesn't matter really what our experience was. Mm-hmm. Because that was that's, her experience. That's exactly what I want to get back to. It's, it yeah. doesn't matter like, what our experience was. Because, because then we're going into a comparison. Of, and a well, comparison Joy and Claire and a had a... Right. Yeah. Well, Joy and Claire had a great like, time. Like they said, so it was why fine. Julie being, and, yeah, it's, and like, it's like, I no, I'm sorry. I, 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 I honor. We are truth. completely yep. different people. We yep. are completely different bodies. We are completely different brains. And I, the other thing too that I keep thinking of is like, you and I are like a little unit at those exactly. Things. And like we have like little kind of like like even we got there a day later, you know, like we're, right. and we're so always we there like, by ourselves yeah. on the first day. And, and so for us, you know, it's like, we have that feeling, like I feel so much more secure being there. Kind of have like a little built in safety blanket with each Completely. other. Yeah. And you know, I, anyway, so I but just, again, it's that like also, not up for comparison. It doesn't matter. Right? Like it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we could talk all day long about, <laughs> about why our experiences yeah. are different. Doesn't. And at the end of the day, not up for discussion, matter. not up for comparison, not up for yeah, debate. What, one thing that I will say that I appreciate about the event mm-hmm. is that there were females included. And I think that's yeah. that, you know, I don't want to like, I think on the one hand, you know, people are like, I'm so, I'm tired of congratulating people for like making the minimum effort. But at the same time, that could have been a 100% male event and no one would have said a word. Right. But, you know, the guys at Mind Pump took, the time to look around and say, okay, everyone on this guest list looks like us Mm -hmm. and acts like us and talks like us. How can we make this And is working as hard as us and we honor that. No, no, no. Like, I mean, like we're talking, like I'm talking about the men. Like they basically like everyone on this list is like us. Like how can we make the event? Oh, I see what you're saying. I I see what you're saying. Like adding some diversity. Yeah. Bring in more diversity. And like, it still wasn't like, you know, there's still, I think a lot more of diversity that to be represented in podcasting for sure. Yep. Um, but you know, just the fact that they had that moment where they looked around and said, okay, everyone in this room looks like us. What can we do about it? And I think that's really where we all have to start. Mm -hmm. Like looking around and whether you are in, you know, a media space or what at your job or at, in your friend group or whatever it is, if you're looking around the room and saying, well, everyone in this room is kind of just like me that's not a good thing. No, it's a problem. And how can you, as a leader in that space, assuming, you know, that you are a leader in that space, or, you know, you're, you're taking up space in that world. How can you use that position to bring other people into it? Yeah. And, you know, I think that, that, I think the other thing that has been coming up for a lot of people with all of like the, the whole me too movement is the realization that there are a lot of experiences out there that people go through every day and nobody knows about them. And 
for women and particularly white women, we have recently, you know, started talking about sexual assault and in a way where everyone all of a sudden is looking at each other differently and being like, wow, I, you know, everyone I know has been through this. And here I am in my thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, thinking that this whole time I was the only one, but groups like minority groups and other types of minority groups are sitting here thinking like, like, welcome. Like we've been here. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. And I think that's how, you know, that's how I feel when uh, I'll, you know, describe an experience. Like I remember when the whole me too thing started and I was just shocked by how shocked men were. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. how did you like, not know this was going not on? No, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how a lot of other groups feel too now mm-hmm. that you know more more and more is coming up where they're looking even at white women and being like, How did you guys not know this yeah, was going on? Exactly. Yeah, I was I, and, I was reading a Twitter account from this really awesome blogger slash journalist and she was like she's African American and she was like, Dear white women, welcome to our party. We've been waiting for you forever. Yeah. Now let's get something done. Completely. And I was like, oh, shit. But I think yes. that like the, you know, you, when you know better, you do better. Exactly. And I think the number one step that you, that any, anybody can take is to look around the room and say, okay, who's not here and how can we get them here? Yep. Yep. And, you know, I think that that can come with some growing pains for sure. And like, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's very necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. you know, that's, a challenge I think that we have on this podcast. I think it's a challenge that we have in fitness podcasting. I think it's a challenge that we have in media. Like how do we make sure that more voices are heard and more voices are brought to the table and you know, yeah, just all the, all the things. Yeah. And I just think it's an important reminder for everyone through all Mm -hmm. of this, through all whatever's going on in your life is that um, when people speak their truth and tell their feelings, you don't get to tell them that they don't feel that way. Right. Um, I, I just think in general, like I think about that a lot with Scott and I just as a couple, like going through marriage is sometimes we've had to learn that a lot of like, he'll say, you know, I feel this way. And I'm like, well, no, you don't because I've done da 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 da. And, and I'm like, oh, oh I see it. He feels like he feels this way. I can't tell him to not feel this way. Or if I feel like, oh, I'm feeling left out. And he'll be like, well, I invited you to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but did you hear me? Like, I'm feeling left out. And so it's like, well, no, you don't feel that way. Yeah, I see it a lot in my, also in my own marriage and my friends' marriages where it's like, they'll bring something up to their spouse and be like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. And they're like, well, you have no reason not to be comfortable with this because X, Y, Z. And it's like, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I hear me. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. And you can say, "Hey, listen, I am surprised that you're not comfortable with this. <laughs> I'm shocked because not. the scenario seems comfortable, but yeah. Right. I have been doing what I I have been acting in a way that I didn't think would make you uncomfortable. Right. So, tell me tell me more. Right. Yes. Tell me like, more. Tell me more. Tell Help me, more. me understand say where you're coming from. Say more about that. Yeah. Say more about that. And don't you know, you're not going to, don't try to convince them that they're wrong. And you never know throughout the conversation, they may come to think like, you know, like share your point of view. Yeah. Like let's use the, you know, the marriage example again, like, well, I, you know, I've been doing this, 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 and this to make you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And for you to say, okay, well now that you bring that up, like you could easily say, well, now that you bring that up, I see that you've made that effort and that makes me feel better. Yeah. 
and I think whatever the situation is. I've never had, I don't know if you have, I've never, I've yet to have a bad outcome where when I start to kind of be like, where, where am I missing the mark here? Like, where yes. am I wrong? Where I'm like, okay, tell me more about this. Like, let me see your perspective because clearly we're not communicating. Like clearly we're not yes. on the same plane and I've and never think- had a bad outcome. If in fact, anytime I've like made stuff up in my head, which is so Brene Brown as well is like the story in my head is dot, right. dot, dot. The story I'm telling myself, the story I'm telling yeah. myself is dot, dot, dot. And most of the time, whenever we don't sit down face to face and have conversations with one another, we're telling stories in our head. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've done that. And then when I get face to face with someone or have a conversation on the phone, it's always like, oh, totally. Now I see where we're coming from. Totally. And I think that it's just so much easier. And, you know, people, this is another Brene Brown or maybe Glennon Doyle or both. Like, it's hard to hate people up close. Yes. Yeah, I think that's Brene yes. Brown. And it's like. It's hard to hate people up close. It's so true. And not true. even if you want to, you know, like even not just hate people, but like it's hard to be. Yeah. If you truly come into a moment or a conversation with an open mind and like ready to be like, okay, I'm surprised by the way that you're feeling, but tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to sit there yeah. and be like, well, I must be wrong. Okay, right. so tell me how I'm wrong. Right, right, right. And I think that that's the thing is I think that so many people think that like in order to support someone and validate their feelings, you have to immediately tell them that they're right. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a, di- a subtle but important difference between validating somebody and agreeing with them. Mm-hmm. And you can easily say like, you know, I may not, you don't like, it's not even about agreeing. It's just about right. coming to the table and saying, okay, this is my experience. But, I hear that it's different from your experience. Yeah. Let's figure out totally. what the difference is. Totally. Because it's the difference, right? Yeah. Um, I will say it's super easy to fall into the right and wrong trap. Really? And the trick I use, I, this is so stupid, but for me, when I say, tell me where I'm wrong and that I'm stealing that from Martha Beck, by the way, that's not something I'd made up, but the, I, the reason I go there is because it forces me because one of my weaknesses is to like, I don't like being wrong. I don't think anyone likes being wrong. So, so I force myself to like get it into my vernacular and in front of my like space to be like, tell me where I'm wrong so I can accept what you're about to say. And then it like just opens up more discussion. So I'm using it more as like a prompt for discussion as opposed to being like, we have to pick a side, you know, because I get what you're saying and I wholeheartedly agree. Right. But it's so common. Yeah. And I think that that tell me where I'm wrong is like people don't want to say that because they don't want to be, I mean, that sucks being told where you're wrong. No, Like that's uncomfortable. And so I think like you don't have to, if if you're not comfortable with that statement, that's not where you have to start. Yeah. 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 I do it as like a force, like, like flooding, like just flooding. (laughs) Yeah. But you're, you're a therapist. I know. You you see these things. I do. I feel like this, the name of this episode is going to be tell me more. Tell me more. That's just where you need to start. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yes. Um, Talk more about Speaking that. Speaking of more, okay. we have more questions. We have so many questions that we are <laughs> going to have to do another episode. Let's do some I know, quick ones. Okay. Um, plans for GGW for 2019. Baby. Well, I'm going to have a baby some eventually. Some people to know about names. Did you want to get into that? So, yeah. Okay. We, <laughs> I love this story. Please tell this story. No, we can't. <laughs> so me and Brandon have really different opinions about girl names. That's the that's, PC That's a PC way to put it. Story. We did. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. I don't want to name her Maybelline. Um, and if your name is Maybelline, it's a beautiful name. Beautiful. I'm sorry. Good for I just, you. It's not, not for us. In 2019, I'm not going to name my baby Maybelline. Um, <laughs> just 
And that's that's really what it comes down to is like all the names that he likes, it's not that there is anything wrong with them whatsoever. <laughs> They're just typically very outdated. <laughs> And not like cute, outdated. You're being not, like, so nice. Like I mean, I, I'm just like I'm laughing, but it's like it's well, so because it's why, so cute. It's so cute. But it, because I think if I'm like, well, these are the names that he likes. We're gonna get like 30 people emailing us being like, that's my name. That's true. That's true. And that's, that's why true. I want to say like, there's nothing, nothing wrong with the names that he likes. They just are names of like people. Like if you were to name a baby this in 2019, <laughs> it it would just feel very outdated. Yeah. And not like vintage, cute, outdated, like. You know, you, Harper. Like, or something. I don't know. Well, Harper is like I a 2019 know. name. Oh, is it? Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I know. So, I love all the Harpers is, out there. <laughs> I love our. I love Harper. I think it's a great I name. I love it's a good Bob list. Harper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Always comes back to Bob Harper. So we had a name that we were like 99.9 percent sure about, and I was like, "This is the name. This is her name. Like, I can just tell this is her name." And Brandon was like, "Okay, fine. You, you win. You can be her name." Um. And then over like a couple of weeks, I started telling people like, this is going to be her name. And then over a couple of weeks, I was like, it just wasn't sticking. And so now we're kind of back to the drawing board. That was and kind that of like is, Miles, right? Like, cause no, when, Miles was, oh yeah. Miles came on. Like you Miles had a different a, name. Yeah. yeah. We, got, we were going to name, Miles was between Archer and Cedar. Yes. Until like a month before he was born. Yes. And then I hung out with someone whose dog was named Miles. <gasps> And like a couple days later, I was like, Miles is a good name. I wonder where I've heard that. And then like months later, I was like, oh, it's oh, Luis's dog's name. <laughs> um, that's where that came from. That is so cute. Uh, so the name that we had picked, I still really like, but it's not like that's the name. Okay. And I really want to pick a name before she's born. And the reason is that it has been recommended to me by my therapist as a – um, tactic. Yeah. What's the other word for tactic? Yes, like yeah. strategy or strategy. prevention. As a for strategy postpartum. for postpartum depression, yep. because it can help sort of like kickstart bonding yep. if you can start thinking about them by their name mm-hmm. and like, you know, doing a lot more nesting. And I mean, she also is like, don't force it. Like, if you don't want to pick a name, don't pick a name. But like, this is a strategy that can help mm-hmm. you start to feel bonded, more bonded with your baby before they're born. So we'll see. We haven't picked one yet. Okay. We do. We definitely have a short list. Okay. And I just wish that one would like jump out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely so. won't ever weigh in on people's baby names. Notice that I have I, not contributed at no. all because I, I yeah. don't. Yeah. Except think you did. That, except unless, except when you were like, name her Joy. Yeah. Which was like, you know, <laughs> clearly at the last resort. <laughs> I mean, she'll you know. be happy. <laughs> um, but then I was I joking because think- I was like, wait a minute, you know me really well. Maybe you don't want to name her Joy. I was like. <laughs> Are you always happy, Joy? Um, <laughs> but yeah, pro tip, whenever somebody's talking to you about the names that they like, just agree with them. Just agree. Don't be yeah. like, oh my God, my neighbor's dog that yeah. a child is named. <laughs> totally. Or like, oh, I hated this girl named so-and-so when I was in high school. Right. It's like, not helpful. No, just say, wow, that's a pretty There's that's so a pretty many name. names in the world. I love that name. Yeah. Yep. Just don't name her something where it's like, the Y is silent. Oh my gosh. I would never do that. <laughs> Like that drives me nuts. Yeah. And I'm sure that people out there with non-standard spellings of standard names. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. That it's not an easy life. Here's the other thing too. Her last name, our last name is pronounced Cook, but yeah. it's spelled Koch. Uh-huh. So she has to deal with that already. <laughs> She's definitely got to deal with that. <laughs> so like, I don't want her to be like, yeah, my name's, you know, Jenny, J-Y-N-N-E-I-G-H. Right. Yeah. 
like just okay. calm down with the vowels. Calm down, parents. Okay. Uh, when are you ever coming to Vegas? Hopefully never. soon. <laughs> Claire says never. I said hopefully. Oh, Opposite. by the way, let's rewind really quick. Also in 2019, we're doing a custom experience trip again. Yes, in Tulum. Tulum. We're going to go to Tulum um, early September 2019. Check out our Instagram. We posted a little bit about it last week. Uh, pretty much all we know so far is the dates. We're still finalizing pricing. We're still finalizing our registration. We will let everybody know many, many times on our Instagram and Facebook, and we'll probably even talk about it on the podcast, yep. when the registration date will be. Likely at this point, it will be like mid to late November. Yeah. They like um, to book it pretty quick. And it, yeah. those sell out really quick. And I think we have less spots this year, this trip. Yeah, we have a couple of a few fewer spots. Um, we're hoping that this is a little more accessible for, for people. It tends to be easier to get. You fly in and out of Cancun, um, which you can typically get to from most places in the U.S. And, um, you know, it's not like a whole, there's not a big time zone difference. Yeah. Like we're trying to make, kind of alternate between beach and not beach vacations also. And glaciers. So <laughs> beaches and glaciers, the best. And I'm like, already like, all right, I got to just put a bikini on your body because mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, Six months postpartum, and I'm just going to be there with all my jiggliness. Put a bikini oh. on your body. Worry. And that applies to you, too. Yes. You may put a bikini on your body as well. Okay. Someone asked about um, the bonus episode, the Mean Girls episode. That is always yes. going to be available on our feed. Yeah, so that's all asked, you need to do. When will it be available again? It's on there. Just yep. go look for it. Just go look for it on our feed. Um, someone asked about our... I like this one because I think it's a good discussion is what your biggest regret is. Um, I will default to a Brene Brown and say that, yeah, a lot of Brene is that I do not like when people are like, I don't regret anything because I wouldn't be where I am today. It's like, that means that you don't look back with like, you don't look back in anger. (laughs) Oasis. Um, You don't look back with like, huh? Don't look back in anger. And an Oasis song. It's David Bowie song. Maybe. I thought I'm thinking of Oasis. Don't look oh, like I'm thinking of the David Bowie version because Miles loves that song. Oh, really? Maybe it is David Bowie and Oasis stole it. Oh, Scott would be so disappointed if I got that wrong. Um, anyway, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, <laughs> he really would. He's probably like out. He's, he's the song band. Speak of the CrossFit band. He's yeah. Like the okay. Music so band. <laughs> yeah, David Bowie released it in 1979 oh. and Oasis released it okay. in 1995. Oh, so I'm so in trouble. I'm so I in feel trouble. so good about myself. That I just do music trivia. That's actually really good. Thank you, Miles, for that. Go, Miles. Yeah, he's way more sophisticated than I am. At but his musical uh, taste. as far as like, song. as far as like regrets, I do have regrets, but I'm like, not something I'd really share. But I think the more lesson right now is like, the regrets that I do have, I look back and I'm like, hmm, well, I just got to work through that. It's fine. Like, I don't have shame around it. Right. So yeah. I think the regret piece is like, it's fine to have regrets. It's fine to, to look back and be like, this shouldn't have happened or I shouldn't have done this or I regret doing this or saying this about whatever. But I'm going to not have shame and be like, I accept that I'm human and I make mistakes. Totally. I would say that even like the way that I think about regrets, I don't necessarily think like, why well, I regret that. It's more like, wow, if I was faced with that choice today, I would make a different decision. Exactly. <laughs> or the other thing that comes to mind is like, wow, I wonder what would have happened if I would have made that choice. Yes. 
And yes. that's more so what it is. It's like, I wonder how my life would be different if I had gone to, you know, that other college right. or if I had moved, you know, taken that job out of state before I met my husband or, yeah. you know, I just, I wonder, that's more what I think is like, yeah. man, I wonder how my life would be different Yeah. rather than like why I regret not doing that. Like full on sliding doors. Yeah. yeah. Cause there are definitely, I mean, like I almost went to college in North Carolina. Yeah. I almost went to school like, in Chicago. Like I had a boyfriend in college that was just obsessed with, and I was like, for sure we're going to get married and you know, right, right off into the sunset. And so I applied to only schools that he was applying to. <laughs> like, I, I, I was, sorry, I, don't I like, really had think a roommate assigned yeah. to me at UNC Wilmington. And then backed out at the last minute and went because I got into Santa Clara off the wait list, which then I also dropped out, of, not dropped out, transferred out of Santa Clara after one semester and ended up back at CU in Boulder. So it was like there were so many paths that I like very narrowly almost took. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway. Okay. Um, okay. More questions. A couple more. Sorry. Okay. Um, a couple more. Um, someone did ask to go over some things to look for in an eating disorder therapist. I'm going to like really quickly, like quick, 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 because. We may I, have to do this in a separate episode of like, these are like my bullet points of what? Yeah. So like, I would say eating disorder therapist, but also people ask you a lot, just like, how do I find, how do you a, find therapist? a therapist? Yeah. Like, go over the so whole. my quick and dirty list, and please just email us because I don't want to go to, we don't have a ton of time to go into super details. So just email us at girlsgonewad at gmail.com. If you want more specific details about how to find a therapist, I am so more than happy to answer those questions. But I'd say first and foremost, um, you're not going to go to a therapist if it's too expensive or if it's far away. Like you're just not going to be consistent. So try to find something that's close to you or close to your work or close to where you drive in your life and also something that's more affordable. So if you Google um, sliding scale fee therapists or pro bono therapists, in your area, you may find some good resources. Check them out. I'm a huge fan of checking people out on websites and making sure you get a feel for their practice. Um, try them out. Some maybe may even do a free phone consultation where you can kind of get the vibe if it's a good fit. It is not like just going to a primary care physician where you just go to get cold medication, which by the way, sorry, I'm sniffling. Um, it's like dealing with sinuses this month, but, um, you want to have a good relationship with a therapist, like primary care physicians, you kind of go for like symptom management, right? It's great. Fine, whatever. But this is like a, a relationship. You really want to feel like you like your therapist, you're getting something out of it. You feel like they hear you. You feel like it's just productive. Right. And so Google, uh, start with Google. And then also if you have insurance, see who is covered by your insurance panel and go from there. Again, I will just defer to like check people out on websites. If they don't have a website, uh, kind of get with the times. Like I feel like at this point, if you're in private practice or you're accepting insurance, you probably should have a website with your bio and your resume and your specialties. And then especially with um, eating disorder therapists, obviously you want to know how long they've been treating the disorder or um, if you know your diagnosis, but whether it be anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, or a combination of all three, um, body dysmorphia, body dysmorphic disorder, you probably want to make sure that they have that experience. I know that sounds like a given, but they should have that on their bio that they have experience treating eating disorders. Um, the other thing that's kind of like a nice uh, generalist is if someone says that they have a experience treating trauma, because a lot of, a lot of that goes hand in hand with eating disorders. So um, 
look for experts that do that. And then, um, again, like I just kind of go back to, if you feel comfortable with this person, I will kind of have a little bit of a caveat is people who work in addiction medicine or people who work with eating disorders, there's a tendency to kind of have a little bit of unresolved issues when in that field, I'm not saying that as a blanket statement, but there are a lot of providers who have suffered from either addiction or eating disorders or both that then go on to the field to help others. And that's just a really hard thing. A lot of them know you have to have that self-awareness to know that you're over your stuff for the most part, or, or you're getting supervision around it um, to treat people with those illnesses as well. But it, treating it can also be very triggering. So if you ever feel like you're kind of, we call it enmeshed in therapy, where you feel like you can't really decipher whose issues or what, um, then that means that they're, they're probably someone you want to stay away from and or find another therapist, because that tends to happen in that field, unfortunately. Um, most people, I always want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they get supervision, that that doesn't happen. But just so you know, if it ever feels like you're like, wait, is this my issue or this is their issue? Then you just please run, <laughs> run far away. Um, so again, just email us if you have more questions about therapy and or how to find a therapist and how to, you know, if you want me to like check out a website and vet them for you, I'm happy to do that as well. Um, but, you know, disclaimer, I'm not like going to pick your therapist for you. Um Let's see. Let's do what? One more? Yes. Current favorite fall product. How did we miss this one? Oh, my goodness. Uh, soup. <laughs> I stand by my and cinnamon broom obsession. Um, pumpkin pie perfect bars. Ooh, oh, my gosh. <gasps> so good. Those are so freaking good. Those are so good. And they're sold out like everywhere. But you found them, didn't you? At Ideal Market in Boulder, they had a lot. Ugh. I so found good. them at Starbucks, like hidden in the fridge section. Um, and then, right. yeah, I went to Trader Joe's the other day and I stocked up on the salsa. They have fall salsa. They have pumpkin butter. They have, oh, they have so many pumpkin wonderful things. But the cinnamon brooms are like my favorite thing of the year because you just place them around, that, around the house and it makes your whole house smell like cinnamon. It's the best. It's the best. Scott makes fun of me so, so much because he's like, how many brooms are you going to get? And I just have brooms like placed the around. The limit does not exist, Scott. It really doesn't because they, you know, eventually the, the scent goes away, but it's just like the best thing ever. And Trader Joe's candles. Ugh, they're the best too. Like they have this That's balsam so fir one in December that smells like the best smelling candle ever. It's like pine trees. Um, anyway, yeah, I just, I love so this good. time of year. Okay. Anything else we need to wrap up? We covered a lot. Thank you so much for submitting all of your questions. And if we didn't get to them this week, we will definitely save them for a future episode because you guys are amazing. And just thank you for letting us be us again, just kind of like talking about tough stuff sometimes and, and continuing to support us. We, we love you very much. Thanks guys. <laughs> See you next week. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.